welcome to the Curiosity Project. In today's episode on Conversations With, I will be talking to my friend Tyler Gelb, founder of T. Henry Eyewear. We will be discussing his eyewear design process, innovation in eyewear, and upcoming releases. Thank you for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, Tyler. How are you doing? Hey, how are you doing? How's it going, Omar? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Everything's great. Everything's great. Uh, we have nice sunny weather here, which is nice. We've had a, a bit of rain. It's felt a little bit like uh, Seattle, but we're getting back to that tropical uh, Florida weather here. <laughs> fantastic. Fantastic. Well, you know, I, I'd love to say the same thing, but I, th- I think I'm just periodically, uh, uh, you know, allergic to hot weather. I, I really don't like hot weather. It's a terrible thing. Um, <laughs> humidity makes but, it um, <laughs> Humidity does make it hard. And also being in London, you know, where pollution is really, really high. Um, you know, the moment it starts getting hot, it starts getting sticky and humid. And um, uh, along with like a lot of places, particularly over the US, I think Portland, uh, current, uh, we're having some really intense heat waves um uh we're also having a heat wave in the uk uh, right now in london uh it's yeah it's very very intense i think we had the hottest day of the year yesterday which was um for us is very hot 32 degrees um, oh wow yeah no 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 that is yeah quite which i'm sure is just like a normal sunday afternoon for you guys right <laughs> i did have a friend that just traveled to las vegas um he, he said it was 120 degrees out there and uh oh my yeah no it's he said you're outside for a couple minutes and you can literally feel your skin for it <laughs> what's a uh, 120 fahrenheit i wonder let me just quickly check um 120 fahrenheit celsius holy moly okay 48 degrees <laughs> it's pretty crazy my god yeah that's <laughs> ridiculous yeah you you you, you could because it was quite funny because like one one of the guys who I've are very similar to yourself, who I've become very good friends with. His name is Caleb. He makes um super high end in ear earphones. OK, uh, they're like uh, two thousand pounds, three thousand pounds, that kind of thing. Fantastic. Um, uh, it's a, a company called Campfire and they're based in Portland and they, they were experiencing heat waves of 48, 49, 50 degrees Celsius. Um, and people were dying. You know, uh, I think 40 people died or something like that as a result of that heat wave. It's unbelievable. Yeah, um, those people with the underlying health issues, the problem is you have something that's an extreme like that. It impacts them and, and you have that unfortunate you know, situation. Yeah, it's madness. It, it really is. But I have to say, Tyler, I, I love it. Every single time I talk to you, you're always absolutely killing your frames. It's, it's very, very cool. Oh, thank you. What are you wearing today? I'm wearing uh, actually one of the original designs that was one of our best sellers was the Elemento uh, in diamond. And then I've got a custom um, demo lens that has a uh, yellow gold flash. So it's really nice 30% opacity. So it's indoor uh, friendly and it's, it's a nice light tint. So it's one of my favorites, actually. <laughs> amazing amazing uh, you, you you do have a very very natural kind of glasses face you know you seem to you seem to suit all of your frames uh, well, which is which well, is great when it comes to promo material right <laughs> it's fantastic i mean i am the designer so you know I'm, my design from the beginning may have been a little bit more biased towards my particular face shape which is you know why they look good on me and we're slowly migrating wider and and you know more polymorphic i guess you know 
do you do you design for yourself? Is that is that is that who you're thinking of when you're designing your frames, or or do you design? That's for, how it starts. I know. Um, yeah. I know. I know. Dieter. Uh, they their design process is that they think of a celebrity and then they make a pair of frames for that celebrity. So they made one, they made one called the Gaga for Lady Gaga. They made uh, one called the Flight 006, I think it was, uh, yeah. for Robert Downey Jr., which ended up being in the in the Avengers it. movies. Um, so how, how do you design? Do you design for yourself? That's originally, like I said, I mean, my, my whole inspiration was, you know, with the exotic cars and wanting to create something that was a true parallel. So, you know, in the beginning, that's how it worked out. You know, I did say, okay, what I was, you know, Tom Brown, indeed a customer. I said, if I could create my own collection that was different than what else is out there, what would I want to pick from? And, you know, my initial nine designs that i didn't launch when we originally started our manufacturing in late 2018 you know we're targeted towards me creating a well-balanced collection of all the cool shapes that i would like to wear um and you know i've kind of migrated and expanded the collection from there but yeah that was definitely where where we started yeah that's amazing that's amazing and just to kind of bring people up to uh, up to speed uh, tyler if you don't mind sure. um so um, for, for those who don't know who Tyler is, um, I don't know what you're doing, but uh, we're not going to go through an introduction this time. Uh, what I would recommend is go back. I've already done an episode with Tyler, um, which goes in depth on your background, you know, why you're doing what you're doing, who um, T. Henry are, who you are. Um, and I would recommend go back and listen to that episode and then come back and listen to this one. Uh, this one is kind of a continuation and maybe an end going into into more depth into the future of what you guys are doing, Absolutely. some particular aspects of your frames and why you enjoy things like playing with tint. Um, I think it's going to be quite interesting and quite fun. Uh, but, uh, you know, update us. How has it been? What's what's new? What have you guys been up to? Absolutely. Um, I, I guess the most uh, the, the newest um News here would be our Forbes article, which was pretty incredible. We had a chance to work with uh, one of the head editors there, and uh, he did put an incredible article out that kind of highlights what we're doing as far as being a luxury disruptor brand. Um, you know, aside from that, we are busy, 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 you know, working on designing for our collection expansion. Um, and, you know, you mentioned a couple really cool things that I'm, you know, really excited to talk about. And I, I think we'll start with the, the color tints and, and lenses. And I know you said you've done some research as, you know, as, as I have. Um, and what we've kind of done is kind of broken down the color tints into four different subcategories based on how their effects are visually. And then this actually goes beyond vision because, you know, when you're dealing with color, it's sensory reception you're you're getting your brain involved there's signals now that are being transmitted back and forth that yes. will be interpreted based on how we're wired um you know starting from kind of the shortwave part of the spectrum um you have blue um you know in our research and analysis we've seen that blue has an activating or very refreshing effect um which mm. is shortwave life cycle um, the colors that we've kind of integrated uh, those lenses within our collection are really create, you know, a nice sky or Mediterranean ocean blue 
uh, would be our Riviera colorway. We, you know, pull really nice dark hints of indigo out. Um, and it, it creates a nice, like I said, relaxing, refreshing effect as if you were laying, you know, on the pier at the Monaco Beach Club, you know, listening to the wind uh, move the Mediterranean. Um, what What's interesting is the next color is, um, you know, green we found to have a relaxing effect. Um, another really, really cool uh, fact is actually pilots do prefer green when they're when they're flying planes. The reason is, is, you know, we've seen green have a very kind of calming and relaxing effect, especially in high stress situations. Um, you know, and we always go back and forth to nature, right? Because the, you know, origin of our product, like I'm wearing Xyle is cotton based, it's, it's plant based. So, you know, when you think of like a, a rainforest or, you know, the calming effect that you would have being surrounded maybe on a hill in Switzerland, with a gorgeous, you know, ice blue lake and, and, and green mountains kind of alp scattered around. Um, so the green does have a nice relaxing effect. And we've integrated that into our ivory colorway, which has our light jade green lens, which, you know, is a very light tint indoor lens, uh, great indoor outdoor. Um, our camo luxe colorway, which you have seen our army camouflage has our moss green with gold flash lens so that also will have you know a nice calming effect and you know to get back into uh you know the pilot's preference of the green we offer a green polarized g15 lens in our titanium frames um specifically wow. for that um you know pilots do prefer green and we would like uh people that are driving their high performance cars to you know feel a, a similar calming effect when you're you know, performing those high-speed G-force visceral turns. So um, green has been, you know, an interesting color, and we're kind of continuing to explore explore that color uh, range. Next, kind of leading into, uh, we're, we're kind of working from short wave to long wave, and, and, and in my opinion, kind of um, low-impact to high-impact colors. You know, next we really get into, like, yellows and oranges. Um, Yellows we've seen to, you know, help people focus. Um, yellow has a really great energy aspect to it. Um, we've kind of integrated yellow with our infrared lens uh, that we offer in our Octane colorway. Um, we actually start with a lime yellow base and then we cherry bomb flash it. And it almost creates an illuminated kind of accentuated image that you're seeing where the colors you know are a little bit more vivid brighter lines are easily identifiable um and it's actually a really great lens to wear in a nightclub because you know a high a situation where you have a lot of commotion low light settings yellow light will you know lighten everything up give you more visual perception and essentially hopefully separate the chaos and help somebody you know concentrate more so on you know what they're doing at that moment in time the big 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 uh strongest color that in, in my preference and uh you know my my research has been red um you know red mm. represents love red also represents rage right so it's like kind of polar opposites of of the emotional spectrum here and yellow it, it is is strong, but as far as what we've seen, when we look at red or rose lenses, um, they're going to give you the most drastic, you know, emotional effect. 
And I think in the last episode, we talked a little bit about, you know, when we look at sunsets through our rose colored lens, you're able to see, you know, a larger color palette. Um, you're, you're allowed to see colors that are enhanced, you know, at, at their highest level based on how, you know, we're, we're wired to see and perceive colors. Um, our color waves in our collection, uh, Diamond, which was our, our part of our first release, which has our rose lens. Uh, we also have Casino Royale, which is in our metals, which gives you an, an, another gorgeous rose lens. Um, you know, what's interesting is I believe that in Spain, when the matadors are waving the flag in front of the bull uh, to get the crowd excited, they actually choose a red flag. Um, you know, the bull can't really see color. You know, the red flags actually to excite the audience and not the bull. So it, red is wow. you know even culturally um we have differences but as far as color signals and impact red is going to be you know by far the most impactful and you know give you the strongest dynamic range extraordinary extraordinary the thing the thing that i have to say is fairly exciting uh, for me is there's there's the aesthetic point of view which I think is fun to talk about, right, is this kind of indoor-outdoor you provide, like, j even just with a simple, let's say your turbo frame, for yeah. example, which is, you know, uh, kind of a, 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 wayf a play, a play yes. on a wayfarer. Um, and that with a clear lens is a fairly interesting frame when it comes to shape um, and volume. However, the moment you couple that with an interesting tinted lens, it brings it up to a different level of uniqueness. So the aesthetic point of view is interesting. And I, I love the fact that you guys are being bold and playing with that. And I think that's really interesting. But you and I have something that we both share, which is the fact that we both suffer from migraines. Yes. Um, and you've noticed that wearing particular tints can actually um, reduce what is called as visual stress. Absolutely. Um, now it's, it, it's, some people, it's a different color, some people, it's others. And there's interesting research behind that, why that might, why that might be the case. But aside from the aesthetic point of view, tinted lenses actually has like a genuine medical, um, purpose behind it. And it's reducing visual stress. There's not a lot of research done on it because there's only a few people in the world that are really doing the research. Um, but it's fairly interesting to say that, to, to, to say the least. And there is a lot of research to show that something like a brown lens or a yellow lens can significantly reduce and cut out that blue light, uh, that that the the blue light That's spectrum, uh, which is which is one of the one of the things that we're now getting overdosed with 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 digital screens and and, and stuff like that. Um, I I did an entire episode all about blue light filters and whether or not I believe in them and whether or not people should be getting mm -hmm. them. And I kind of, I did a lot of research. I spoke to a lot of opticians. Um, and essentially, I came to the conclusion that blue light filters are not as amazing as people think they are. Um, there's not a lot of um, research to really back that up. There's no research to say that they work, but there's no research to say that they don't work <laughs> either. Um, yeah. So I, I, it's kind of similar with tinted lenses, but it's, I think it's more apparent with a tinted lens. At the end of the day, you can quite literally 
just go on, you can quite literally just put a pair of lenses on with a tinted color on there and realize a difference immediately. Um, for me, uh, very, very good uh, colors for me are things like, like you said, very similar to you, you know, it's uh, it's the, the, the red, the uh, uh, blue as well, but blue, not so much. It looks quite good on me, but it does have that harshness to it. It cools everything down rather than warming things yes. up. Um, I prefer warmer tones. It, it it puts less stress on my eyes. Uh, but brown is also very, very good for me. A uh, yellow is very good as well. Um, but there's there's a particular guy. I don't know if you've heard of this guy. His name is Professor Arnold Wilkins. Um, he's a professor, I think, at the University of Essex in in the UK. Um, and uh, he leads uh, research into this wow. essentially. Uh, where where he's exploring using tinted lenses for people who are dyslexic. Interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. So uh, have you ever like looked at someone's T-shirt and it's got stripes on there and your eyes start to kind of wobble around and it's a bit of an absolutely, optical illusion? Yeah, absolutely. Especially contrast to black and white. So he... Exactly. So he believes that the reason why people who suffer from dys dyslexia, they're having a similar optical illusion, but it's with regards to um, uh, columns so because rows, uh, words are written in sentences and rows, he believes that dyslexic people view that in the same way that we would see contrasting blocks of colours and how they would start to wobble. Uh, that because it's written in sentences, the brain perceives that as a column and it starts making it wobble around a little bit. And that's how dyslexic people kind of, um, people who are suffering from dyslexia, that's how they perceive uh, um, uh, sentences. Very interesting. So he's taken, yeah, so there's, there's significant research to show that if you put a pair of tinted lenses on someone with contrasting colours to what they're looking at, all of a sudden that wobbling stops. And now he's taken that research and applied it to people who suffer from dyslexia. And he's noticed that children who suffer from dyslexia, you can quite literally solve them overnight just by making them wear a pair of tinted lenses. So that's unbelievable. That is unbelievable. It's wow. amazing. <laughs> it's amazing. That's I'd, I definitely recommend, like, check out his TED Talk. It's really yeah. interesting. It's a little bit dry, I think, if you're not into it. Um, but it's very, very fascinating. So, you know, I think that, you know, when things are driven by aesthetics, which they which Absolutely. they really are, um, but they're having a health benefit at the same time, I think that's a really great a thing. Um, that, you know, something that is fully dynamic and in, in, in range. And I, no, I think that's that's fantastic. If you could captivate, you know, those polar opposites and kind of put them together, you know, you've got a full spectrum product, you know. Um, I, I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, yeah. So, it, you know, some of some of the new designs that, that we're working on that we're going to kind of segue into. Um, just to kind of talk about what we've got in development and then we'll go into the struggles of, of manufacturing. But um, right now we're, we're playing with volumes. Um, and what our goal here is to create something that, you know, is aesthetically beautiful as, as ergonomically comfort. Um, and, you know, how we... Absolutely, yeah. So basically we're kind of getting into uh, what the designs that we have in production right now. 
um, designs that are in engineering that are actually being digged and tooled up and kind of the struggles that we're, we're undergoing uh, as we kind of innovate in this sector. Um, you know, back to kind of the designs we're working on. I mean, what we're doing right now is we're, we're trying to play with the ergonomics of aesthetic volume, right? Because there's an optimal balance between what looks absolutely beautiful and then what wears comfortable, balanced, and ergonomic. Um, you know, where we're able to do that, especially working with the acetate, is typically the area that goes over the top of the ear. Usually people don't like a thick um, kind of uh, in that area because it is uncomfortable. It does provide more weight. Um, so what we like to do is we, we're using a new technique with our acetate sculpting where we're tapering, right? So we'll show thick volume right at the connections, which will be off the bridge and off the front of the frames. And then we'll pull it back and do an extreme taper over the ear and then flare out for a temple tip. Um, the reason why we flare out, right. so the, the reason why we're flaring out the temple tips is it creates a larger surface area um, for your occipital bone in the rear. And as we're discovering producing acetate shapes, we're figuring out sizing and different shape dimensions that can create, you know, essentially a more ergonomic fit. So right now we're, we're deciding to go larger on our temple tip areas. Um, we are seeing increasing comfort. So these three new models that we'll be releasing end of September will have uh, the system integrated into them. Um, the Evo, which is going to be a really, really fun kind of wide targa. We have the Continental, which is an aviator square oversized. And then we have our E2, which is our second iteration of the frame that I'm wearing, the Elemento, which is one of our best selling colors. So what I did is uh, we took a 16.4 millimeter bridge. We're widening it to over 21 millimeters, just giving the shape a little bit more wearability. Uh, for a little bit of a wider face shape and providing some new colorways also in it. Um, I'm sorry. Amazing. I mean, w w when you're when you're kind of looking at new colorways and new colors, because I, I have to say it's really interesting to see the direction that you've gone in when it comes to colors. I mean, you've got fascinating stuff like Makassar and uh, Midsner and Jaguar and all these different interesting ones what goes through your head when you're thinking about new colors and you're thinking what acetates to choose you know when i go ahead and i design and, and really get into the color um I'll, I'll kind of immerse myself in certain isolated serene type of situations i notice when i design best i have you know a clear and relaxed mind so you know where i am based on when i'm designing what i'm designing all will have an impact and uh you know my environment is you know essentially a breeding ground for my creative inspiration so um you know meisner park is actually located in boca Ridge, home near my house addison meisner is a you know very very famous world-renowned architect and you know i've had a lot of uh impactful um, visuals, you know, really exploring, you know, my hometown of Boca Raton and really seeing the fuchsia pink buildings and his particular uh, style of architecture. Um, you know, it, it has had an impact. So in our fourth release, we did a tribute to him uh, releasing the Gullwing in, in our Meisner colorway. And then we went to segue into our uh, high lux section, our hyperlux, uh, the caviar, and, mm. and we also did the Corsa 
and the hydra in those Meisner colorways. I just want to really quickly segue because you kind of mentioned the caviar collection, right? Now, from our last conversation, I've been able to get some experience with with what you're making. And I I just want to kind of put it out there. Uh, you you are making some of the best quality uh, frames I have ever come into contact with, uh, period. And that's, that's including your Monaco collection. Um, uh, in, in fact, there are frames that I have which are more expensive than your Monaco frames, but not as good. Wow, um, I mean, that's a supreme compliment. Thank, thank you very much, Mark. Uh, no, no, it's, uh, you know, thank you for, for, for kind of putting something of that quality out into the world. It's very fascinating for me to kind of see that because th- there's a point of diminishing returns when it comes to um, anything in life, right? You know, uh, to, to tell the difference between, um, you know, two high-end vehicles that are very similar in price, is, it's, you're, you're splitting hairs at that point. Um, you know, the difference between... Um, you know, like a, a McLaren P1 and a Porsche 918, for example. You know, Absolutely. they're both hypercars. They're both amazing. You're doing great if you have either. Um, so it's, it's it, you know, in anything in life, you have a point of diminishing returns. And it's interesting for me to see, you know, a frame like your Gullwing, which is, aside from the caviar, and, and you already know which one is my favorite. I texted you only a few minutes <laughs> ago about, it, about, the, about the Corsa. Of course, of course, yeah. Um, but the Gullwing is is my my other favorite, and it's the one I've probably been wearing the most. Um, oh, wow. Number one because of its comfort. To be honest, I just find it insanely comfortable. Um, it's a beta tape got... those bridge arms. We we integrated in that. It makes it sit really comfortable off the front with the combination construction. It really does, and I think there's some sort of um, uh, um, a homogeneity as well with regards to the titanium and the skin. I think that, that I think I think there's I think your skin just feels more comfortable with something like titanium. I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but it's the same way that acetate feels much nicer on your nose uh, or xyle than injection molded nylon plastic because xyle is a natural material, nylon plastic is a artificial product. And I think your body just enjoys natural fibers more, which is why cotton feels better than polyester. Um, So, and I I think that titanium, there's something there because it feels very kind of harmonious with my skin. Um, Uh It's it's quite interesting, but, and I think there's also a green tint on there as well, uh, on the ones that I have, the Jaguar. Jaguar has our dark emerald uh, green lens, which is, um, yeah, so for the relaxing kind of calming Super effect. Super relaxing. And, yeah, no, it, it, it's a great frame. That acetate that we use specifically for the Jaguar is a special age-cured acetate. So that the production cost of that material, along with our Meisner colorway, is about three times our average uh, acetate product cost. Um, because of the the 3D dynamic uh, marbling, so we did pay up for those colorways, but we wanted to release something that was, you know, more special than your average tortoises. You know. Okay, that's really interesting that you mentioned that because there is a three-dimensional characteristic to the to the Jaguar um, uh, um, uh, colorway. It's very interesting. There is that same characteristic with the Camo Lux, um, yes. but. Yeah, I definitely get that kind of three-dimensional feel to it. It's very unusual. You can, 
uh, from what I understand about acetate um, is that it's essentially chips. It's it's crushed up acetate yes. that is then run through a press or a or a um, uh, or a rolling pin, and it's extruded off of the machine and then cut. Um, uh, yeah, um, but to find those identifiable chips and to look and to find depth in them is really quite fascinating. And I really enjoy that about the Jaguar frames. Uh, so the comfort levels are insane. I love them. And it further adds to that calming effect that you mentioned with green, uh, yes. because I noticed myself wearing the Gullwing just doing work at my computer because it's adding to that calming nature. Absolutely. Um, your caviar frames are insane. <laughs> um, they they the the Corsa are one of my favorite frames I have. They're in my top three favorite frames I have easily. Um, really, really amazing, really amazing in the shadow colorway. You can wear it with anything. You can wear it with your bloody pajamas if you wanted to. Um, <laughs> you know, it just. Funny. It, it adds something interesting. It really does. And you can tell that regardless of what's going on, what that person is wearing is quality. I've had people, uh, I was, I was in, um, you guys don't have this in the U S but we've got a, um, we've got a, a chain of, um, of coffee shops called Costa coffee, uh, in the, in the UK. Um, it's kind of like Starbucks, but worse, I guess you could call it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's um, <laughs> uh, but um, but I, I was there for some reason. I think they have very good Wi-Fi. And uh, okay. I, I was there, I was doing some work and uh, I was trying to get this horrible coffee down. And I had this, uh, this, this, this woman was sitting opposite me um, and she was just constantly looking at me and I was like, oh, okay, all right, I see, I see what's going on. Okay. <laughs> and then when she comes over, I thought she's going to come and talk to me. Maybe, you know, something's going to happen. But absolutely not. She just came over and said, where did you get your sunglasses from? And I was wearing the corset. <laughs> oh, my God. That is hysterical. That yeah. is hysterical. So, you know, and, and I can't tell you how many times that that's happened. You know, people who maybe are not even into sunglasses, all of a sudden they start understanding that this is something different. This is something amazing. So, you know, I, I, I really, really love what you guys are doing. I, I totally stand by it. It's very, very impressive. Um, but to hear about these new models and these kind of adjustments that you're making with regards to the the um, enlarged uh, temple areas, I think this is really quite fascinating because the enlarged temple area, and correct me if I'm wrong, as far as I'm concerned, that's a bespoke detail that Absolutely. not a lot of ready-to-wear companies are integrating. It's more of a made-to-order made to, made to bespoke um, uh, detail that a lot of people integrate, right? Absolutely. No, it's a feature found on custom frames or, or frames that are typically, like you said, a higher caliber of, of, of quality. Um, but, you know, ultimately, you, you know, I think our, our process and design and our collection is, you know, an evolution process. So, you know, I, I'm a firm believer that, you know, I'm, I'm a consistent learner and, we can always make make our things better and make our practices better. Um, so we just, you know, we we're very motivated to you know create the best that that is available right now uh, in eyewear. 
Um, and that kind of segues into the new construction methods that we're doing with, you know, some additional developments that we have. Um, right now we have four models that have finished uh, tech engineering drawings for my designs. We have the Berlinette, we have the Scud, we have the long tail, and we have the drop head. Um, could, you, uh, could you just uh, t tell my audience what cars those are influenced from? <laughs> Absolutely. So um, starting with the Berlinette, uh, we have a letter changed at the end due to uh, Ferrari, so we don't receive any more <laughs> letters from them. Uh, that's after the F12 Berlinetta, um, you know, which is essentially front engine V12. Has a it's the plenum. last naturally aspirated V12, right? It is. It actually is. It's naturally aspirated V12, and it has a very special intake plenum that sits on the front of the manifold that allows the vehicle to get essentially higher pitched as the revolutions go higher, which is reminiscent oh of an F1 car. So um, it, it's really it's one of the highest pitched, high revving uh, V12s out there. So incredible design. It is you know a touring car, so it's a bigger chassis probably one of the largest, most comfortable interiors in the exotic cars out there. So our Berlinette is going to be an aviator that has kind of an octagon infusion into it. So we have very bold, wide lines. Um, the, the next is the Scud, which would be after the F430 Scuderia, um, which is essentially a track-ready uh, street-legal car. Um, that, that shape is going to be... Um, essentially a very small, bold square. So we're going to oh, really, nice. uh, yeah, we're going to kind of take some of the inspiration from the Countach and kind of reinvent it and, and, and offer a really nice kind of bold, smaller square. Uh, sounds we have, like, sounds pretty rock and roll. It, it, it is. It's definitely going to be a, a very, very high fashion piece. Um, we have the long tail which is inspired by the McLaren 675 long tail. Um, it's going to be a, a essentially a wide oval um, with some bold lines and a, another flare of kind of octagon on the bottom of the shape, kind of taking a little bit of an infusion from what we did with the going on the bottom of the combination construction. And then we have the drop head. The drop head is going to be a very edgy, wide navigator shape um that will be you know essentially about 54 55 millimeters it'll have a wide offset and it'll be essentially like a french riviera you know navigator um with very sharp lines we're really excited um with these four shapes because it's the first time we are doing full beta titanium construction um, which is definitely a big advancement for us. The material is incredible. It is a little bit more expensive to manufacture with. Um, in working with this higher end material, we wanted to integrate some really interesting features that will let us kind of innovate the construction and the performance of the frame. Um, so in our new beta titanium metals, we have uh, what we call Aero, A-E-R-O, and what we've done is we've taken the vector fins that are off the 458 Speciale side skirts and we've integrated them into a simple beta titanium piece that will go over the temple arms. The front of the frames will feature a two-tone grille with a see-through mesh, which are actually air channels. So the way the frames are designed is as you are going faster, the air is pushed through the center grille 
and will split over the vector fins on the temples, essentially creating an air tunnel effect on your face, which we're ultimately looking to, you know, have these frames be a high performance convertible, you know, light beta titanium option for, for the people out there that want to go on their high speed adventures. So these, these shapes were really, really, really excited. You're going to see a lot more integration that will be assimilated with the exotic cars that are, you know, so infused through our bloodline and our branding. Now, how, how long have these been in development for? So, you know, the way the eyewear industry works is from design to prototype to manufacturing to QC to delivery, we're almost about a 12 month to one year cycle, right? So everything we're doing typically is in 12 to 24 months prior planning to our release. Um, oh and again, you know, our, our stuff takes a very long time to engineer and design because of the complexities that we're integrating with the ergonomics or the physical aerodynamics of the frame. Um, so everything's very methodical, very thought out. And you know that it's, it's interesting right now because we are going through um, basically the tooling and jig part of the construction of these four new models. And, and that kind of segues to our new point is what are our struggles with new design and new manufacturing? Um, now these four shapes I just mentioned have you know never been made before, right? So we've come up with a really cool design. I've designed the frames, I've spec'd the frames out. Here are the features. We've given the frames to our team of engineers that have you know worked with titanium and cellulose construction, and we've developed blueprints. At this stage, we can check the specs and visually we can say, you know what, everything looks good. The most important part when developing and manufacturing a collection is the prototyper. And no one really understands this. I'm going to explain why. When a prototyper is making the physical version of the frame that you're engineered and that are on your blueprint, they're actually creating the method and the construction practices that will be associated with the tooling and the jigs to produce this frame in a high scale efficiency capacity. And when I'm saying high scale, you know, for high scale for us is 100 pieces of each colorway mm. per style. Um, but essentially, the prototyper actually figures out how the hell we're going to build these, you know, innovative construction frames that we've been able to spec out. Um, so we learn, you know, through the prototyping phase where our tolerances are as far as how sharp of an angle we can take on the front rim stock when we're bending our shape. Um, as you can see, our shapes are a little bit more edgy and bolder. So we go for sharper lines and that fights back a lot, <laughs> especially when we're prototyping, um, you know, we'll, where we'll see the tolerances maybe give and we'll say, listen, we're not going to deliver this design because this isn't going to be a foolproof construction practice. So there's a lot of methodology and time that goes into actually creating the tooling and the jigs that we'll use to manufacture all these little expertise beta titanium components. Um, so that phase can last anywhere between two to three months. And it's the single most important phase because you cannot produce a design without this. Hmm. So, you know, it's, it's a really, really big kind of uh, feed that a lot of designers and brands are going through on the background and behind the scenes that, you know, 
their customer base isn't really seeing. You know, we we come out and we deliver this gorgeous, beautifully made, high-end crafted piece of art. And, you know, they don't see necessarily the struggle or the pathway that was taken to get there. And I think it makes the product that much more in-depth and, and really kind of give it a different level of density, you know. Fascinating. Fascinating. Because I, I, I think that it's not, really understood by by many people exactly how long it takes to go from ideation to product delivery um yeah because it's 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 madness and at at the end of the day when you're making a product and it has a final price tag on it you have to understand what are you paying for yes you're paying for the frames and stuff like that but you're paying for the for the for the year to two years worth of research and development and prototyping that has gone into and handwork because all your frames are made by hand. Um, uh, you guys are partnered with uh, Tommy Ogara, right, in Japan? Yeah, so he's been my mentor. So, you know, he's essentially helped me kind of cut out my learning curve in the initial phases and, you know, helped get me to a point where we're rocking and rolling and, and I'm able to, you know, fully design and spec out frames on my own. Um, but it, it's, it, it's, like you said, I mean, the path to get there is is part of the experience and like the reference in our in our last uh, podcast, you know, we do want to be like Patek in, in the sense that, you know, we would love these pieces to be passed down generation to generation in the sense that, you know, it is something that is timeless. Um, and anything that we think is beautiful, we immediately associate with with timelessness. Um, but no, it's 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 a mantra, and it's definitely one of my biggest things is to create in that sustainable and forever. Um, and and we're doing that through the materials and and the styles that we're integrating. Um, and you know, there's risks associated with that, right? I mean, there's risks associated with any business, but typically in eyewear, you know, colors and and lines typically risks don't explore down those pathways and you know we've been marching down them since our inception and our release of you know the shape the elemento that i'm wearing or the agera which were kind of our first very modern nose bridgeless kind of avant-garde plays on you know a nice round optical shape like our elemento or you know a wayfair variation like our agera um and you know we continue to be you know, a little bit more distinctive and edgy um, as as far as, you know, our development with the going. Um, it's an Octagon Clubmaster. It's the first time we've ever seen an Octagon Clubmaster produced in the industry. And what, what you said to me last time was very interesting because it is, you know, an, an avant-garde looking shape, but when you wear it, because of the angles and the way it's designed, it does soften, you know, the effect uh, of uh, the actual piece on, on your face. Um, and you know, that, that's where we're really looking to do is we want to create something that's streamlined and modern and can stand on its own with beauty, but also be worn and fall into a visual aesthetic of, you know, whatever your mood is or your activity is that you're styled for that day. Yeah, I think, I, I, I think it's really, I'm trying to kind of think how to put it into words, but you know. I get a really strong feeling with you guys that if you want that there's particular shapes that you have which are insane, you know, for lack of a better word. 
you know they they are really out there they're very wild uh, they are very avant-garde uh, however and this is this is the magic of what you've been able to do and this is what makes me really excited is you can take a frame like uh let's say the kuntash okay uh which is again one of my favorite frames it's unbelievable it's really amazing when you look at it you don't realize how beautiful it is until you put it on your face <laughs> um proportioned beautifully it really is um but anyway the the kuntash okay so you can go with the kuntash with the rx model in 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 shadow in black right uh, and it's a very subdued you know dialed down sensible frame Absolutely. In fact, it's quite classic. It's something that you'd probably imagine something someone like Steve McQueen or Cary Grant to wear, right? Absolutely. No, you hit it on the head. Yeah. But then on the other hand, if you take that exact same frame and you put a yellow gold flash lens on there, tinted blue, and you make half of it brown and the rest of it and the and the rest of it blue, all of a sudden you've taken a very sophisticated, interesting, subdued, subtle frame and you've brought it up into you know something that you could probably wear on the red carpet Absolutely. but it's the same frame and i think i i really like the fact that you guys are being very bold about the colors and you're allowing the customer to decide how wild they want to be rather than just saying this is what you have deal with it you're being able to play these illusions and tricks with combinations of interesting shapes and subdued colors or subdued shapes and interesting colors. You know, I think mm -hmm. that balance is something that can go under the radar with what you guys are doing, but that's that's really what I see that you're doing. Uh, the, the Elemento shape is simple. It's a it's a round shape with a single uh, with with a double bridge without the second bit. Yeah. Um a, a noseless bridge. But you're playing with the details, you're playing with the colors. You know, you can make it really simple like what you've done right now. Or you yeah. can, you know, dial it up to a hundred and go with the ivory color, or go with Makassar, or whatever it might be. So I, I think that's really interesting about what you're doing. But you know, the, the, a question that just came into my head is that you've been working with with Tommy Ogara, and you've been learning so quickly, Tyler. I mean, it's amazing to hear that you've you've been doing this for three years, but yet you're you're so in tune and. And and you're you're so well read and understood with all this specifics, the manufacturing specifics. What's been the most interesting thing that you've learned um, uh, during this entire process? Um, and is there anything in particular that Tommy may have taught you that's really stuck with you? Um, the the most interesting thing about the process is um, that that I've seen in coming from a, a fast paced you know, visceral lifestyle in the exotic car world where you're moving at 100 miles an hour. Um, you know, really what I've learned in this industry is to slow down. Um, just as far as, you know, designing, we want to be methodical and we want things to be very well thought out. Um, you know, when we produce products and we integrate the different aspects that we do into them. And, and like I said, I mean, it's, my, I, I find myself on a journey of, you know, fine tuning and fine tuning and, you know, being a perfectionist and being also a little bit OCD is essentially putting me on an infinite uh, journey here. But, you know, I, I one of the things that I learned is, is, is really, you know, patience throughout the process and 
it, what it's resulted in is, you know, we haven't released the quickest, but we've really put a lot of thought into the product that we're putting out there. And, and like you had mentioned, you were in the coffee house and you got a compliment on the courses. Um, you know, we want to have a very high collectability factor to our brand. And, you know, the way we can do that, like you said, is really exploring the dynamic range of color with edge, edgy to more streamlined classic shapes. And we want to create a more collectible line. And the way we can do that is essentially giving options that are creating a larger variance from each other than, you know, what you'd see in a typical line. Um, you know, your usual line may release three colors in a style that might be black, tortoise, and then maybe a dark, dark, dark red. You know, you're never going to see us do that. We're, we're going to kind of continue to kind of integrate the bolder colors into our collection. And again, I, we believe we talked about this last podcast. It's because the next generation that we're training to become into our customer is edgier, is more colorful. So, you know, we're constantly trying to educate our incoming customers as well as help our palette of our existing customers really expand their personal eyewear collection into pieces that are truly unique and different than anything else they've ever seen. And I think that's what's really, it sums you guys up in, in a nutshell is unique and different. Um, because there, there are so many brands out there which you look at it and you're like, oh, another one, you know. <laughs> Oh, an, uh, another one. Okay, we we you know we know that you know there's, uh, you know Jacques Marie Marge. They do this and they do that, and you know it's 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 given birth to all of these br other brands that are surprisingly similar. Mm -hmm. Um, but yet you know you guys are just so 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 directioned i think is the i, th I think is the pro probably the, the best way so focused and directioned on on understanding and being being hyper aware on who you are and i i think that's probably uh, that's quite that's quite infectious because you see that in your product and when i wear a pair of t henry frames i feel that same way about whatever it is that i'm doing you know, if I'm, you know, with my friends, all of a sudden I'm very tuned in to what's happening socially at that particular moment. If I'm just out at dinner with uh, with my other half, then, mm -hmm. you know, I'm I'm very much kind of tuned into that moment. It's very unusual and difficult to kind of explain, but it's not mm -hmm. the same thing as wearing a suit or wearing some shit. It's not the same at all because it's something that's on your face and it's something that that is helping you. It's, it's affecting the way that you see the environment around you, whether you've got a prescription in there, whether you've got a color, whatever it is, it's affecting your mood and it's affecting the way that you see the world around you. Um, the weight on your face, it makes you feel a certain way. Something lightweight probably makes you feel a bit more active. Something heavier makes you feel quality. It makes you feel a bit more, you know, careful. It makes you feel a bit more, a bit stronger, maybe, you know, with your personality. Yeah. Um, same thing with wearing a solid gold watch. You know, it makes you feel a certain way as opposed to wearing a titanium watch, right? Absolutely. It's about a, it's about a heightened experience, you know, with the aesthetic of the product. Precisely. <laughs> no, it's 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 really amazing. And, you know, it's taken me a while to kind of, you know, be able to vocalize what it is that I love about what you guys are doing and why I'm so excited to see where you're going. And I 
I can't tell you when you texted me that evening and you told me that you'd just done the Forbes article, you know, I was I was so, so happy to kind of see the that this being shoved into the mass market now. Um, because I think it's time that the, that the world know, knows about you guys and, you know, you're so passionate and you've learned so quickly about this entire market, this entire industry. Um, and that, that's, that's, that's extremely clear. Um, and yeah, I'm super excited to see some of these innovations that you're doing with regards to integrated aerodynamics and stuff like that. I think it's, I think it's going to be really, really, really fascinating. We're very um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm really not, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, you know, at, at the end of the day, if there's a great product and if there's, if, there's a, if there's an interesting reason why you're making great products, then I think that that just speaks for itself, right? And it's just my pleasure to be able to have you on again and to be able to talk about this with you. Um, you. And, you know, when you guys eventually do release those frames, I'd love to have you back as well. And to just, just so you can talk to me about the reaction and... Um, you know what it's been like actually bringing it to market. When when are you looking at releasing these frames? These will be released about February to March of twenty twenty two. Fantastic, fantastic. When when did you start um, uh, designing so, these? So this this started approximately thirteen fourteen months ago. Oh I started God. the design process. So we'll actually have prototypes in the next. 30 to 35 days of all four models. So I, I'll be able to send you some confidential oh, prototype pictures. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. We can't leak those. <laughs> of course, of course, of course. Now I'm really excited about that. But Tyler, I have to say, it's really been, really been super interesting kind of uh, talking to you and learning more about these manufacturing techniques because, you know, to, to kind of have to build an entirely new piece of tooling just to make a pair of, of glasses you know that's a serious thing for a pair oh absolutely absolutely yeah there's there's going to be uh we have to make nine nine jigs yeah there's nine different components that are going together for uh these full beta titanium frames so it's oh my god it, it's it's the investment that you need to make to create you know a truly life-lasting piece absolutely absolutely and that that's clear in the product that you guys are making um you know, it's 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 kind of the, the the only way that I can kind of put it is that there's no corners cut. You know, when you when you hold a pair of your frames, whether it's a Monaco or a Caviar, I mean, the Caviar, I mean, it's it's obvious that there's no corners cut. I mean, it's a two thousand dollar frame, you know, let's be honest for a second. We if don't you're cutting corners on two grand. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, then we've we, got a problem. Uh, we, not, not at all. Not at all. And, yeah. and we'll continue to do that and, and, and continue to just essentially we want to be as dynamic as possible so we'll let that potential run its course <laughs> but uh you know what i mean i'm super excited to see what the future holds for you guys um uh, you know i think it's going to be really exciting to follow you guys on that journey um and uh yeah once again tyler it's been my 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 pleasure to have you on again and talk to you i always love spending time with you and uh any excuse to be completely honest Omar, it's, it's been my pleasure. No, I, I enjoy our conversation and, and have a great time as well. There's not, not too many people that are at, at this intellectual level uh, in, in, in my sector here. So it's nice to talk to someone who's passionate. <laughs> well, anytime, Tyler, anytime. You just let me know. <laughs> Sounds great, Omar. Sounds great. <laughs>